0: All right now, I don't want them to gain another point. You pick the over all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'll take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever a night they picked against a double digit spread. It's remember the podcasters. Let's get this thing rolling. Welcome to Remember the Podcasters. It's week five of the NFL season we are headed into. And as always, I'm joined by my twin brother, my younger twin brother, by two minutes, I should note. Justin, how are you feeling about week four? We had a lot of good games. Chicago crushing Tampa. I guess that wasn't a good game, really. My Lions losing to Dallas by two points. Ah, uh, Philadelphia winning in overtime by three over Tennessee. Houston winning by three over Indian overtime, and the Browns blowing a big lead to Oakland. And then your Rams with a thirty-eight, thirty-one victory. How are you feeling about the Rams, Justin? Undefeated
1: season. The Rams are the Rams are great. They uh, they played very well for a short week, and they uh, even though it got a little bit of a shootout, I think that uh, they the offense just looks unstoppable right now. They can they can kill you in like a million different ways. And it's pretty much, it's pretty much, uh, it's pretty much unbeatable because they just adapt to what the defense does so well. And the defense, even though a key to leave is out for, out for uh, the next eight weeks, they, um, they, uh, their defense played well enough to keep them in the game and force a couple turnovers. And I'm ha- pretty happy about the Rams, especially going into this week, even though they're in, Seattle, Seattle is not looking too hot right now either. So I'm excited for them to keep rolling. Hopefully.
0: You know, who doesn't get enough love on the Rams? I feel. Um, the, their offensive line. I really feel like that offensive line is playing extremely well. I don't know who their offensive line coach is, but they are playing very well. And I don't think they get enough credit to allow Jared Goff enough time to make some of these throws that he's mm-hmm. making.
1: Yeah, they've been. They've had great health, which obviously, uh, which obviously helps develop a great offensive line in con- continuity. And I think that Andrew Whitworth, who's like thirty-six years old, has been just like the rock of that that offensive line, and absolutely like led the way. And they've they they've definitely been the key key to success, giving Jared Goff enough time to go through his reads and giving Todd Gurley gigantic holes and giving them a bunch of opportunities to basically do their thing.
0: Yeah. No, did you get a chance to watch the Lions and Cowboys?
1: I did. That was, uh, that was very unfortunate. I'm sorry, Zach. Uh, the, the, Lions really, the Lions really shot themselves in the foot. I
0: mean, we're used to, at this point, getting this close to victory and then losing it. And it usually is because of a lot, something the Lions do. I mean, in this case, they the Cowboys made a pretty nice play running Ezekiel Elliott on a vertical route to get in field goal range to end the game. I mean, but it's just it's heartbreaking. But the Lions did cover Justin; they're three and one against the spread this year. We should note. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as far as this podcast yeah. goes, they are a great team. They're three and one this year.
1: But yeah, they've been the. They're in the uh, they're in the betting playoffs, right? Now. Yeah, you got to think about it that way.
0: They're leading the division right now. If it was if covering spread is what people looked at, unfortunately, they just look at the win loss, the true win loss record, the money line record. You could say Lions are one and three, not looking good. Um, did you have any other thought? Oh, I want to mention um, Monday Night Football. How good is Patrick Mahomes, and how bad is the Denver offense?
1: The Denver offense was uh, a their passing game isn't too. Late. No, it's awful. They don't if have a quarterback. They
0: don't have a quarterback.
1: Yeah, but uh, their running game is uh, running. Their trio of rookie running backs is very is very impressive. And they they Philip Lindsay. I don't know how he got undirected after this this first quarter of the season. How how he's playing just racking up lines from, from the line racking up yards from the line line of scrimmage. And they just been, they just move methodically down the field and get barely enough of a lead for the pass rush to take over. And they, I don't. It's going to see them. It's going to be a real struggle for them to get like to eight wins for sure. But they're they're kind, they're an entertaining home team for sure. And I think that uh, I think that they'll stay that way for the rest of the season at least.
0: Okay, I mean these are just some quick hits on week mm-hmm. four of the NFL season. But now we're gonna be talking about week five and, and then uh, we'll be touching about week four a little bit more as we get into it. Are you ready for the week five yeah, spreads, just
1: Yeah, just one more game I wanted to mention before we yeah, absolutely. it. was Go um, for it. the, yeah. uh, was the Beng- Bengals at Falcons. That that was a great game at the end. That was a, a that was like a total shootout at the first half, and then um and then it got it got really close at the end and it was a very exciting ending with AJ Green scoring a touchdown.
0: I think he scored with one second That's left. A, Am I right?
1: Um, I, I think so. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much like the Falcons weren't able to do much afterwards. So it was a, it was a, it was a very, very exciting game, even though unfortunately Tyler Erford got injured again by a very free devastating ankle ankle roll. And that replay was horrific. And I just feel so terrible for him that his career is gone. He's so talented, but he can never ever stay injured, and especially since he signed a one year deal, make good deal this year again.
0: Yeah, he's super talented, and you hate to see that. Great game, though. Atlanta continues this to play in a every game in a complete shootout because their defense is almost non-existent. But we can get into that more. Um you ready for the week five spreads, Justin.
1: I am, Justin. all right. Let's dig well, in. We
0: will get into it. But just to recap from last week, I was 10-4-1. Easily my best week of the season. And that makes me 26-17-1 for the year. That's 26 wins, 17 losses. Um, and Justin, you were 7-7-1 seven, seven and one last week. So a perfect even score. If they took every bet you put out there, you would have come back um, with $0. So you didn't lose, didn't win. And your overall record right now in the season is 20-23-1. So I'm six games ahead of you in our pick contest this year. And I hit on my teaser. My teaser last week was the Jaguar. And this is a seven-point teaser, I I should add. Jaguars, Lions, and Patriots. And you had Jaguars, Lions, and Chargers. And the Chargers did not cover because they were 10.5-point favorites, and they won by two. So they would need to win by four. They won by two, so you did not cover that teaser. So I hope you uh, readjust your uh, thoughts this week, Uh, and we'll see who can get it done. Right now I'm up six games, Yeah, uh, and we're going to get into it. So Thursday night, Justin, the Colts at... New England, the Patriots are 10-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under here is 51-and-a-half. That seems pretty big to me, and the Patriots are coming off a giant victory over the Dolphins. But 10-and-a-half after just one good game um, could be a little extreme here. Do you see a cover by the Colts here?
1: It, it seems I do like them, even though they'll be missing QI Hilton and, and a couple other people. It'll be hard for them to be on the road on the on a short week against the against the patriots who um who know them pretty well and even though the the Colts do have a bit of a vendetta against uh Josh for sort of having spurned them in the off season as being a head coach i don't know if that will really um come in. i don't know that'll be a really a factor this week and i don't like the total at all it is uh it could be it could be messy It could be, I could totally, I could definitely see this being like a total like 31 10 Patriots win again because they, because the Colts can't really do anything on defense and, um, or, and the offense doesn't, don't have an, don't, don't don't use their explosive plays very much. And, um, so I'm going to have to go to the the Patriots here.
0: Patriots, 10 and a half point favorites and you're taking them. Uh,
1: Yeah, I just think that they're they're clicking and um even though the Colts have a decent defense, I think that the Patriots have enough firepower on offense to, to slow down the
0: Colts. defense might be a little bit of a stretch for the Colts. They are still a work in progress, in my opinion. How sure are you about T. Y. Hilton? I'm looking at the injury report right now. He did not practice today. He's a chest and hamstring issue. Um they don't have probable anymore in the NFL. So, questionable could mean improf- probable. But have you read some reports online about his health?
1: Yes. I think uh, co- head, uh, the coach, head coach Frank Wright, came out and said that it sounded like they're going to be missing QI health in this week.
0: Well, if that's the case, then that's a little tougher of a decision. I really hate big spreads like this 10 and a half. Um, I don't like it at all. So I'm actually going to go over here. I, I see a lot of points on a short week. Um, I think Andrew Luck is good enough to score 21 points against the Patriots, and I can see the Patriots getting um, to 31. I know what I just said there makes it 51 points, but maybe three touchdowns out of the Colts. So that would get to get it to 52. I see a 31-21 game, um, and I'm going to because I'm not comfortable with that line. I'm going to take the over here. And that's how Thursday night's going to go. We were both right about the Rams last week, and we hope we can get everybody off to a good start on Thursday night with these two picks. But trust me, I have the better record. But we move on to the Sunday games. And the big one for me, the Packers going into Detroit. The Packers, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Ugh. I'm offended, Justin. The over-under is 51 here. Mm-hmm the lions are hitting me over constantly this year as you love to note every time um, i'm i'm picking the lions i'm just i'm telling you again i'm going to go money line I, be, this is a biased pick by me but they did cover last week and i did think they were the better team i still think they're the better team but they can't stop the run to save their life but the packers um are not a great running team which makes me think this is a better matchup for the lions even with aaron Rodgers at quarterback the lions are dead last in the league in run defense um they're sick they're giving up 157 yards a game which is 100 yards worse than the bears and eagles and the bears and eagles are first in the league so that just tells you how big of a discrepancy and how big of a problem it is but they are in the top five in passing defense so i like I like this mantra for the Lions. They're at home. I like the home dogs. Give me the Lions. What say you?
1: This is a really big This is a really tough one for me because I still. It is impossible to trust the Lions. They uh, they seem to play a little bit better at home, but um, the rushing defense is still terrible, and their offensive play calling is very questionable at best. And people were hailing Carryon Johnson as a uh, the first. Uh, just rushing uh, Savior for the Lions, and all of a sudden, he does not get any carries against the against the Cowboys. It seems like uh, Jim Bob Cooter has no idea how to use his offensive talent in an effective way, and it seems like it's been that way for the last couple of years. And,
0: um, and I'm so, going to go uh, on a defense of him a little bit here. So, Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones—the big three wide receivers, possibly the most three talented wide receivers as far as a trio goes in the NFL, very talented and deep. They're the only three receivers that have had um, over 50 yards catching in each game this year, as far as like three receivers on one team. I I think Matt Stafford's throwing the ball around a lot really well, effectively. Um, The Lions or Matt Stafford was 24 of 30 in this game for 300 yards. So it's not like he was ineffective. And as far as the carry on Johnson thing goes, All season, the Lions have been splitting carries between Carrion and LeGarrette Blount. This is a Matt Patricia thing. I don't think it's as much of a Jim Bob Cooter thing. I think Matt Patricia is telling Jim Bob that we need to split these carries in order to get our running backs to be healthy all season. This is a quote from Matt Patricia saying, you got to look at the big picture. Carry on looks so good, though. And And when you're going against a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, who does get 25 carries, it makes you question... What is going on with that offense? But I and I think that's more of a Matt Tristan thing, the Jim Bob Cooter thing. So I'm just going to defend him for you there. But let's let's hear your pick.
1: But but Zach, you got to look at the big picture. But what happens in a couple weeks when the Lions are four and six and it's like go time for the playoffs?
0: Hey, I'm it. with you there. I'm not I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just trying to defend Jim Bob Cooter because I don't think that was it's not his call
1: necessarily. Yeah. I think I trust I trust the Packers more and so I'm gonna pick the Packers because the Lions the Lions defense hasn't really proved it. They've proved it one week against a very a very the uh stop and start uh Patriots Patriots offense. But um and I think uh and I think Aaron Rodgers getting healthier every single week and looking a little bit more mobile and I think that the that that uh even though the Packers have had had a they always play the Lions, The Lions always play them tough at home. I think that the Packers will will come back. Will come up uh, victorious this week.
0: Okay. Well, we can move on to this game that's going on in North Carolina. It's the New York Giants at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers seven point favorites. The over under forty four and a half. Justin, it's really hard to take an over. When the Giants are playing in any game this year, were you able to watch some of that Saints Giants game
1: i I was not I, was, I did not watch, but I read the box score and, I, and I, I read some things about it, and it seemed like that the Giants could not just do anything on offense at all, even against the uh, against the Saints and the saints were and the Saints broke through and they they covered, and they the Giants just looked like a team lost. Eli Manning is not is not the answer in the present or the future. Nope. And it's going to be really struggle. It's going to be really tough fighting for them for the rest of the year offensively. Even though their defense is okay and slowly getting back to health, I think that the Panthers play really well at home, and they just have playmakers all over their offense with Christian uh, McCaffrey and enough defensive playmakers to to slow down the Giants' offense. You know, I think maybe Saquon Barkley might break up break a big run in this game and get the Giants on the board offensively. But I just think the Panthers are just too talented and play too well at home to, for the Giants to keep it close. And so that's why I'm going to pick the Panthers minus seven here.
0: And for part of those reasons you were saying, I watched that game, and this offense for the Giants is a very, very bad. I mean, it is it's very concerning. Eli Manning cannot make the throws that are needed. Besides on these short little slant routes, which Odell Beckham is known for, but Odell Beckham continues to be pretty much a non-factor because the throws can't be made downfield. And Saquon Barkley, um, give him all the credit in the world, but he only had ten carries for forty-four yards in the last game, and his he's not being he's not effective enough because the the defenses are just loading the box against him because he's all all the talent they have. Uh, I cannot imagine this game going over 44 and a half. I like the under here. It's a little lower than I'd like at 44 and a half. If that goes up, folks, grab it in a heartbeat, grab it in a heartbeat, but 44 and a half, I still feel like it's going to go under. I can see the Panthers winning this 28 to 10, 28, 13, <laughs> which would be under. And I know that means the Panthers are covered, but I'm more comfortable Um with the under than taking the Panthers at seven points.
1: Yeah. Jack, I actually like I'd actually like the Panthers in a tease here, but potentially tease them down to a pick 'em with the seven point line.
0: That that might not be a bad idea. And we'll get to it. so keep that in mind when we get to the end. Justin, this one is uh well, maybe if it comes on red zone, that's the only time I'd even consider watching it because otherwise I don't have a lot of interest in this game. It's the Denver Broncos at the New York Jets. The Jets are one-point favorites, so this game is essentially a pick em. The over-under is 42 and a half. Justin, after watching the Broncos their collapse late against the Chiefs, and I still think this Jets team is relatively talented, I like the New York Jets at home here as one-point favorites. So I'm going to be taking the Jets. I don't want to get too much into this one necessarily just because this is a pick They're both defensive minded teams with suspect offenses. And that's why I like the jets. I'll, I'll take the home team every time. I think two teams are this even.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure. at the, at the Broncos play ball at home and their defense does is very, very good. And I think that will Definitely help them, and maybe they could get. And they can. I totally could see them getting uh, at least one or two uh, picks against with uh, against Sam Darnold in this game, just because of like pressure and him forcing the bad mistakes. But um, but the Broncos are coming off Monday Night Football loss, which is bet, which was heartbreaking, and they're also on a short week, flying across the country, and that doesn't really do anything. That really doesn't do much for them prep wise, and. But I like the Broncos. I think their running game will keep the, uh, is effective enough to keep the Jets' defense, um, off the field or on the field for a long time and wear them out. And that way they uh, the, the pass rushing duo, Nick Chubb and, um, or not, not Brad, Bradley Chubb and, uh, and, um, Von Miller can, um, can get to San Darnold. So I think I like the Broncos and I, I would just take the money line here. And even instead of just a one point, one point line.
0: Well, right now the Sharps are agreeing with you, Justin. 62% of the money is on Denver currently, and the public really agrees with you as 72% of them are picking Denver in this game. Or betting on Denver, rather. So I like to fade the public, especially in games like this, personally. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we can move on to the next game. I don't want to spend any more time on this one personally. This one is a little more fascinating to me. We have a one and three Falcons team against Atts, Pittsburgh, a one and two and one Pittsburgh Steelers team. Steelers, three point favorites at home. The over under here, Dustin, predictably very high. It opened up at 56.5, but now it is 57.5. This is a brutal this is a brutal one to me. These are two very similar teams. Very talented at offense. Throw the ball a million times and play absolutely no defense. It's a fascinating game to me. It really is a fascinating game, this one to
1: me. Uh,
0: I'll yeah. let you I'll let you start the conversation on this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't really I have no feel for either of these teams. They uh their defenses are both are both mediocre and their offenses are both are both stellar and have awesome have awesome passing games and and so I think I'm I don't I don't really trust the Falcons on the road especially outdoors maybe their offense will slip a little bit because they're not playing in the dome but um but Ben Roethlisberger has looked horrible these last couple of weeks and he's just clearly not the same player that he was a couple of years ago and so. I kind of like maybe the Falcons. They can, they could potentially get it. They can take uh, take advantage of Ben Roethlisberger's mistakes more than Matt Ryan's. Then Pittsburgh can take take advantage of Matt Ryan. But I'm just gonna I but I'm just gonna go for fun and go for points. So I'm gonna go with the over 57 and a half.
0: Well, I like that you're going with the over, Justin. That that is a fun pick. That is a fun pick. But I'm going to try to be reasonable here and say this line is super high based on the results of the previous games, which is fair. It's absolutely fair. The Falcons have been giving up a ton of points, but that's in the dome. And I feel like the Falcons' offense doesn't perform outdoors as well. And I I haven't looked at the weather yet for Sunday. I don't even know if you can predict what it's going to be like on Sunday. But I feel like the Falcons do score a little less outdoors. I wish I had the stats... Uh, at my disposal to see what the Falcons indoor and outdoor scoring is, but I can not imagine it being close. I I feel like when the Falcons play outdoors, they score much less, and and 57.5 is really high. The Steelers' defense has got to respond at some point, right? They have some decent players on defense. So anyways, long story short, I'm going to be going under here. The under has treated me well in the past few weeks, so I, I like sticking with that theme i i like the over every once in a while but right now i'm gonna go under just because of how high this line is and watch me be wrong watch this be like a 35 to 30 game <laughs> i I could see it coming but i like starting off a game when you know oh, there's gotta be 57 and a half points scored in this thing i think i got a chance mm-hmm. so now we're gonna move on to another afc game and the surprising 3-1 Baltimore Ravens at Cleveland. Cleveland could easily be 4-0, but instead they're 1-2-1, along with the Steelers. The Ravens, three-point favorites, Justin. 47-1⁄2 is the over-under. I, I think the Browns are going to be fired up. Bigger Mayfield's first official home start. And I like the Browns here, Justin. I, I think their defense matches up really well with this Ravens offense.
1: Yeah, they're. Uh, it's definitely gonna be. It's definitely gonna be. I think a lower scoring game, and the Browns will be fired up. Baker Mayfield will be fired up um, after that. After that crazy game that they should have won, after getting screwed by the refs a couple times, and um, but the Ravens are playing really, really well, and I think that they can shut down the Browns' offense, and I think the Browns are good enough to shut down the Ravens' offense, which um, which uh, can be can be. St- uh, muddled at times, but the um the Browns the Ravens defense is way better than the than the Raiders defense. And I think that uh with Jimmy Smith coming back from the suspension this week, they'll be able to cover cover the receivers downfield a little bit more. And I think I kinda like the under at forty seven and a half. All
0: right. So you like the under of forty seven and a half. Justin, Jimmy Smith, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he coming up with torn Achilles?
1: Um, I am, I don't, I don't look, I'm not sure.
0: I think he's coming off a of torn Achilles. And if so, there's no telling how effective he might be. Let me, let me just confirm this really quick. Cause I am very curious. Well, I can't find it. Uh, and <laughs> in, in a quick search, but I believe, that he tore his Achilles last year, and that is a bit of concern as well. From At least it would be a bit of concern for okay. me if I was a Ravens fan.
1: Yes, yeah, he did. He did tore his Achilles.
0: Yeah, and that's a really tough injury, and most people do not respond to it too well. So just getting it back might not necessarily be a good thing, but I wouldn't imagine they put him out there if they feel like he has been looking bad. But we can move on. we got plenty more games left on the slate here. Dolphins at Bengals. The Bengals, as you mentioned, big victory on the road against the Falcons in the last second, literally. The over-under, 49-and-a-half. The Bengals, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Justin, the Dolphins looked dreadful. Dreadful. Against the Patriots last week. It was a big game. They spent all offseason building a roster that could beat the Patriots, and what do they do? They lay an absolute egg. And the Bengals in first place right now are tied for first place in the division with the Ravens at 3-1. Justin, I think I like the Bengals here. Six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I can see a seven-point victory.
1: Yeah, I, I like them too. Their offense is clicking. Um, they have all their playmakers back. Uh, Joe Nixon might be back from his, uh, from his knee injury. And I think that they, that the Dolphins' defense, while they are decent, I think they, they won't be able to match up with the Bengals' offense. And, the, um, and I think the Bengals could win by a touchdown easy, maybe 10 points.
0: I, I agree with you. And I, this Dolphins' defense, I think, has been getting a l- way more credit than they probably will be deserved of soon here. I, I just think they're bereft of talent to be quite honest with you. You can say they got rid of some locker room guys or whatever, and now they're turned around. But you got to have some talent eventually. And a team like the Bengals what, is oozing with talent on the offensive side. Um, I really like this magic for the Bengals. I can see them winning this by 10. I'm surprised this line actually is not at 7. Yeah, I but watch one it one move to team 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 7. Team and team watch team it move team. to 7, and I would still probably consider taking it.
1: I like this one of the Chiefs, too, honestly. Yes, I
0: agree. But now we're going to move on to one of the more fascinating games of the week. The Jaguars in Kansas City. Kansas City and the Rams, the two remaining undefeated teams in the NFL. Justin Vegas pretty much sees these teams even, but the Chiefs get a three-point bump because they're the home team. The Chiefs minus three, the over-under 49 That's about as low as you're going to see a Chiefs over-under this year against a stout Jaguars defense. I will let you take this one first, Justin.
1: I think this is – yeah, this is definitely a fascinating, fascinating matchup because this is going to be the best defense that uh, that Patrick Mahomes has ever faced in his career in his very, very short career. But – but I think that the Jaguars' offense cannot travel very well. Um, Leonard Fernand, who knows when he's going to come back. And Blake Bortles will have to throw on, the, to throw on them. And now will just allow um, D. Ford and Justin Houston to get, um, to get pressure on, um, on Blake Bortles. And i not think that he'll perform as well on the road. He's been very inconsistent. And I think this will be a down week for him. As uh as the Chiefs will will win by I think a touchdown.
0: Who who are you taking in this game?
1: I really like the Chiefs. I think the Mahomes chain's going to keep rolling, and they just have so much momentum. And they uh the Jaguars defense while very very good, they could uh they could give they probably will uh, force them to a pick or maybe two, but the um but the uh the, the Chiefs are too talented, I think, to, uh, to give this one up at home, especially in the Arrowhead.
0: Yes, I'm going to agree with you, Justin. I would be absolutely fascinated if this game was in Jacksonville and to see what the results could be. But the fact that the Chiefs had the home crowd, I think, can negate that um, Jaguars' defense a little bit, being able to get communications in and stuff. And Andy Reid in Kansas City has built has, – especially in the regular season has made some really good game plans and such with with that ability to to communicate. So I like the chiefs here as well. I'm with you and we're probably going to be rolling with the public. And I don't know about the sharps as much on this one, but can that Kansas city whole whole line, hold up against the Jaguars D line is the number one thing to watch in this game. And I think they can hold up just enough. I think that Kansas city can get rid of the ball quick. And people like Tyree Kill can uh, run with the ball and get those yards after the catch that are necessary to get those first downs against the Jaguars' defense. And, Justin, we're going to get a we're gonna game. And I'm not under, I don't understand this line. The Titans has been a really good Eagles team in overtime. And they are three-and-a-half-point favorites in Buffalo. I know they're the road team but I feel like this line should be at five or six the way the Bills have played. The Titans, three-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under 39. Justin, I mean, I kind of just said it for you there, based on where I think this line should be. I like the Titans as three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, but I think the reason this line is so low is that because I think uh, I think uh, Vegas sees uh, – this game is a trap game. You know, Titans are coming off just high after scratching away to every win with a coming culminating with um with this Eagles win last week, and I think that the uh, the t- Titans will definitely be reading a whole lot of stuff about how they are a great team and Mike Mike Rabel is this awesome first year coach, and I could see a little bit of a letdown, but I don't think that I think just the Bills are just not are not in it uh, not really trying to win this year. So I think the Titans will be able to will be able to win by a touchdown at least.
0: Okay, so we're we're in agreement there, Um, but that almost seems too obvious, which makes it kind of scary. (laughs) You know, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, the uh, the public public uh,
0: and the sharps right now. The public is betting 77% right now on the Titans. 75% of the money as well is going on the Titans. So there is a lot of momentum, and this line has to go up. It's going to be up to four and a half, five, I think, by the time Sunday rolls around. Would you agree?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Well, we're both going Titans. And even if that line somehow got to five, I would still think about taking the Titans. This team, this the Bills team, had one good game against the Vikings. But they are still very bad, in my opinion. But we can move on. The Raiders at the Chargers. If you can call any game that the Chargers play in L.A. a home game, um, they're at home for this one. The Chargers, Justin, getting six points. Or, I'm sorry, they're six point favorites at home the over under 53 and a half this Chargers defense has been pretty bad and I don't trust them in big lines like this right now the Raiders have made every game very close they're gonna have way more fans at this game than the Chargers just like any Chargers game quite honestly where the road team has way more fans And the Chargers have concerned me a lot, Justin. Their offense has been pretty good, especially Melvin Gordon. I love Melvin Gordon. He has been awesome this year. But this team as a whole uh, just finds ways to make games close when they don't need to be. So I like the Raiders in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to say... uh, And plus six. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you and say the Raiders as well because... Oakland is. Oakland has a very strong LA fan base. You'd be surprised if uh, you see one Chargers fan, and all the Raiders fans are gonna be super loud. It's gonna be pretty much like the black hole, uh, black hole in uh, Los Angeles there, and um, and I think that the Raiders are playing. They played well last week. They can't had a had a great comeback win at home, and I think that uh, their defense is playing just well enough, even though they can't get a pass rush to to slow the Chargers down a bit, and I think it'll be. I think it'll be a close one, and I like the Raiders as well.
0: Yeah, and Derek Carr's playing much better these days, and they're getting Mari Cooper involved a little more. Jared Cook's been a fantasy revelation this year, so if you got him in a, as a late steal in your draft, congratulations. But the over/under moved from fifty-one and a half to fifty-three and a half pretty quickly, so I'm avoiding that. And the public is split on this one right now. It's 50-50, the money going towards the Raiders and the Chargers. But we both like the Raiders. And now we're going to move on to your team, Justin, the Rams, the undefeated Rams. In Seattle, a decent rivalry game. The Rams, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under here, 51. Um, Before we get into this, I just want to ask you really quick, was Earl Thomas flipping off his sideline justified?
1: I'd have to say so, because he he it's just, this is probably at age twenty nine. This is probably his last chance to get a good a good top level deal, and he he likes playing for the Seahawks, and the lack the he's performed admirably for them all pro year after all pro year, and I think that it is wild that they couldn't kind of give him an extension or at least trade him, and he. He he knew that he wasn't coming back, so he was just trying to like game the situation as best he could. And it's really unfortunate what happened to him, and it really stinks that they couldn't fulfill his request. And it it seemed like they were on the cusp of doing that too if he stayed just a week or two more healthy. And but uh, it it really it's kind of unfortunate. I kind of agree with Earl Thomas, but I guess there's, I guess there's like two sides to every story, and the and the Seahawks were definitely in the right too for keeping him. But if if, if it's just player, if it's his wish to leave, and he told you multiple times that he's not going to say it if you're not going to pay him, they probably should have obliged him.
0: I agree with you. Um, I'm not always in the players' court necessarily with this kind of stuff. But in this case, this guy has given so much to the team. There's got to be some some sort of loyalty, right? But the the owners, the GMs, will tell you this is just business. And they are making a business decision here to not pay a guy that's giving everything to them. Grant, I mean, these, he's making eight and a half million dollars this year, Justin. So I'm not going to act like he, you know, he's making a hundred dollars and he's risking uh, his body and and such. But he is clearly a t- top player in the league. He's definitely the top safety in the league, and to not be paid like it. Is pretty ridiculous to me. At least thank him by doing good business, trade him to a team that's willing to pay him they are I know they were waiting for that second round pick. Well, you know what? The Seahawks are going to pay the price now because they're going to get nothing for him. They're going to get nothing instead of trading him for a third round pick. So kind of selfish on their part a little bit. Um, and they should have known the consequences. Anyways, the Rams seven and a half point favorites, Justin. I don't think the Seahawks team is very good, especially without Earl Thomas. The Rams have won three of their four games by double digits, and I see it happening again. I like the Rams here, even on the road.
1: Yeah, I think the Rams are just an unstoppable mm-hmm. machine right now. Mm-hmm. They're gelling at every, every single phase of the game. Actually, uh, I actually like them here, uh, possibly as a tease, you know, to tease them down to half a point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I would probably agree with you there. So, Justin, we this is unbelievable. We have agreed on five straight picks right now. Oh boy, this is definitely the first time that's ever happened. Um, I'm curious where you're gonna go with this next one. The Vikings going to Philadelphia. The Eagles three point favorites. The over under forty five. Justin, we know what happened the last time the Vikings went to Philadelphia. It didn't turn out so well for them. An absolute blowout. This is not the same Eagles team, though, that we've seen this year. They have a lot of injuries. I can also say the same thing about the Vikings. The Vikings are 1-2-1 this year. It's not They have looked a little shaky, especially on defense, most surprisingly. Their defense has been very suspect. And as Michael Lombardi likes to say... Bad lines do not travel well. The Vikings offensive line not too great. Granted they played pretty well against the Rams. <sighs> Having said all that, where are you at with this game?
1: I like the Vikings. I think that they they had 10 week 10 days off to prepare for this and to think about not that only that not only this game but the NFC championship loss. So I think they'll be hungry for that. And this Eagles team is kind of like faltering right now and they definitely Coming off that uh that World Series hangover, or world or a uh, Super Bowl hangover, and um, and I think that uh I think the Eagles will drop another one here, and the the Vikings will get back on track in the NFC North and make that division competitive.
0: All right, well I'm glad that you are thinking the Vikings, uh, but I'm going to go with the Eagles here. I think they have something on Mike Zimmer the way he coaches and his any game plans. I think Doug Peterson has a good game plan against this Vikings team, and I think the Eagles at home, especially coming off a tough loss like that, are going to be coming are going to be coming out fired up. And I like the Eagles to cover here three points at home, or at least to push. I don't like the over under of forty five because I feel like this game ends right around that. So I, I really like the uh, Eagles here, actually, at home against the Vikings. I know that uh, the Vikings seem like the better team, and the Eagles are sputtering. But I think the you got to take the home team, especially when these two teams have similar issues. I, I love taking the home team when there's when they're dead even. Uh, I, that's basically where I'm getting at. But now we're gonna go to the worst game of the week, Justin, and possibly the worst game of the entire NFL season. Besides when they play each other again. <laughs> Um, the Cardinals going to San Francisco, this stadium is going to be about half full (laughs) tickets. will probably, you can probably go get one for $10 outside the door. The 49ers four and a half point favorites. 41 is the over under. Oh, oh boy. Justin, where, where do you start to think about this game here?
1: This one's going to be really ugly. Josh Rosen is playing his first road game in his career. And rookies on the road typically do not do well, especially you know after um after uh, after having such a, a halfway decent debut. And I think that he's going to throw a couple picks. The the Cardinals are really going to have to lean on David Johnson. I think with the 49ers' defense totally keying in on him, that they're gonna they're gonna put Josh Rosen in a bad situation, and he won't be able to throw out of the situation because he just doesn't have enough experience yet and uh and so i think the 49ers will be able to uh to score a few times on that cardinals defense and win by well, win by double double digits
0: double digits wow you must be are you a cj Beathard believer
1: well he he um he's not the greatest obviously but he played pretty well against the chargers last week and he seems to have very good chemistry with uh with greg tittle who he who was his teammate at iowa so i think that that Kyle, San, Kyle Sanahan is a is an excellent offensive coach, and he definitely knows how to play, how to put his players in a good position. And I think that he'll do this against the, against the mediocre Cardinals defense.
0: Okay. Justin, I think this 49ers team is still not that great. I know they played really well against the uh, Chargers last week, but that's pretty much a home game for the 49ers. Um, I, I I saw some good things out of Josh Rosen last week, actually. And I think this Cardinals defense is much better than the Chargers defense, actually. And I like the Cardinals to lose this game by three in San Francisco. And since the line is four and a half, that means I like the Cardinals for this game. And Justin, can we just interrupt for a moment to give a little shout out to the Colorado Rockies defeating the Chicago Cubs and how great that is?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's such an awesome feeling. I... I... Really love that uh, the Rockies won. They kind of deserve it. They've they've really played well the last couple of weeks, and I'm happy to have a have, happy to be root for a, a, a hometown uh, playoff team, which would be nice.
0: Are you gonna be going to a Colorado bar and watching this Rockies playoff team?
1: I probably I probably will. It's gonna be fun soaking up the uh, the purple and the purple and black. So I' gonna be think uh, i am going to I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go enjoy myself with the with the rest of the Rockies fans. on when next week when they come home.
0: Yeah, that'll be really fun. And this Rockies team has been fun. But <laughs> I know that's what we're not here for, but I just wanted to mention it briefly. Um, we have two more games left on the docket, Justin. Sunday night football. The Dallas Cowboys at Houston. The Texans, three-point favorites. The over-under, 45 Justin, I still don't think this Cowboys team is too great. I think Deshaun Watson might have found himself a little bit in that fourth quarter. Uh, Bill O'Brien still not a great coach. I, he's still not a great coach, but I do think JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney are finding themselves a little bit as well. And I don't think this offensive line for the Dallas is still where it needs to be necessarily. And the, I think this Houston Texans defense is capable. Of shutting down Ezekiel Elliott, unlike the Lions, so I like the Texans here, three point favorites at home.
1: I I also like the Texans as three point favorites here at home. Um, the Cowboys' defensive line is going to get a lot of pressure. DeMarcus Lawrence, I wouldn't be surprised if he had another three sack game this week with how the with how the Texans' offensive line plays. But I think Deshaun Watson is too talented, and um, the defense the defensive front of the Cowboy, of the Texans' unit is going to. Is going to should should manhandle and dominate the uh, the Dallas offensive line, and I think that the Cowboys will revert back to their offense, old offensive ways of not being very creative. And despite the fact that Aaron Colvin has a serious uh, injury, that should help soften up the, the the secondary for the the Texans a little bit. But I think that the the Texans are still too talented, and they're at home too against a Texas rival. So I think. I like I like the Texans in this spot.
0: All right, so we're both going Texans on Sunday Night Football. Have you heard the Sunday Night Football song yet? I know I've asked you every week. Have you heard it yet?
1: I have not heard it yet.
0: <laughs> well, that's a that's my favorite game to play every week then. Has Justin heard the Sunday Night Football song yet? It's terrible, but we'll move on. Maybe one day you'll hear it. Mm-hmm. But maybe hopefully one day you won't. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm sure the Rams will be on Sunday night. And you'll hear it. Last game, and this this might be my favorite game of the week, actually, Justin. It's fascinating to me. Actually, the Redskins going into New Orleans, the Saints six and a half point favorites. The over under 52 52-and-a-half. so pretty high. Um, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first on this one.
1: I I like the over in this. The Saints just score point after point at home. And especially indoors, Drew Brees is pretty much unstoppable. And I think that the, the Saints can easily score 35 in this game. And I like the over. The, and the, the Redskins have enough offensive firepower to keep, keep it within, a, keep it within um, paying attention to competitive distance of the, of the Saints. So I like the over. I think it'll be a very, I think it'll be very like 35 to like 20 games.
0: Justin, I agree with you. This Saints offense is amazing. And I don't know if you read Bill Barnwell's article this week where he breaks down the catch-to-target ratio, basically. And Michael Thomas is catching 90% of the throws thrown his way. That is amazing. It's I think I read about 15% better than the next closest player. It's ridiculous. And then it's even bigger. It's like 20% between him and Golden Tate. Golden Tate's third in the league at target to catch ratio. So Michael Thomas is playing amazing. Alvin Kamara is on pace for 2,500 yards from the line of scrimmage. He has six touchdowns already this season. They're getting Mark Ingram back this week. This Saints offense is pretty ridiculous. Drew Brees, by the way, almost uh, ready to pass Peyton Manning in yards.
1: Am I correct? Yeah, he's he's about like 200 yards, a little over 200 yards away from passing Peyton Manning.
0: That's insane. Drew, Drew Brees is going to have every passing uh, record in the book until Matt Stafford retires. <laughs> uh, Matt, Sta- Matt Stafford still is on pace to beat all Drew Brees' records, but Drew Brees' uh, dominance in his old age here is quite incredible. So, Justin, I'm act- I actually like the over with you as well, based on the fact I think the Saints get 35 points in this game. And I can see the Redskins getting about 20. So I really like this. I am I think this should be more at 55. And I think you're getting really good value at 52.5 for this game. And, Justin, I think we're also um, kind of on the same length here with a teaser. So based- uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but your seven-point teaser this week, three-team, seven-point teaser, it sounded like you like the Panthers at home, which would be teased down to a pick You like the Bengals at home, and that would be essentially a pick The Bengals would be plus .5. And then you like the Rams as well. Am I correct on all three of those? Yes. Um, what is your teaser? Is there any concern with any of those? Or you're, you're pretty dead set on those.
1: I am a little bit concerned with the Bengals. And so I would consider swapping them out with the, uh, with the Vikings plus three, but uh, that would be my only concern. Cause teasing the, teasing the Titans, that could be definitely uh, a cause for concern. And if there's people still up in their survivor pools, I going to be jumping in the Titans. And, uh, and I think that, I think that could lead to a little bit of a trap game for, for the Titans. And I don't, I, don't feel very I feel kind of nervous about picking them this week,
0: okay, well, I agree with you on the Rams. I'm gonna throw the saints in a teaser. I think making that one a pick' on Monday night at home in New Orleans. are you kidding me? I think that's that's my favorite game of the week uh, in terms of confidence the saints winning, and the third one's kind of tough for me. I can't trust the Chargers at six. What am I going to get good value at? I really like – i I'm going to go with you on the Panthers. I think the Panthers making that a pick 'em at home seems like a slam dunk based on the way this Giants team has played. It just worries me a little bit because the Giants defense still looks pretty formidable. But it's just this offense has looked pretty bad for the Giants. And I don't see it improving on the road at the very least. So my seven-point teaser, Rams minus .5 on the road. Saints making that plus 0.5 with them at home, and the Panthers making that a pick them. So, Justin, those are all our picks for the week. Do you have any last comments before we head out?
1: I'm just uh, I'm just really excited for another great week of football, and I hope um, hope everybody has a happy gambling week.
0: Yes, it's been a fun four weeks of football, NFL football, and we hope you take some of our opinions and utilize them well for your own picks and your own spread pools, your own pick pools or your own bets. or however you may do it on the weekends. So we thank you very much. This is remember the podcasters. I am Zach. He is Justin. And we want to wish everybody happy betting.